You're invited to online healing retreats brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. These online events, called webinars, feature interactive workshops with many of the guests on healing conversations. These magical retreats allow you to join in from the comfort of your own home and gather together with listeners from around the world. You'll learn new healing modalities, meditation techniques, and spiritual tools from the teachings of new paradigm thinkers, healers, and spiritual teachers. Purchase individual retreats or buy the season event pass and enjoy 15 online healing retreats for less than $6 a show. Recordings are included. This is a great item for your personal spiritual library. Rejuvenate your spirit with these online healing retreats. Visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Online Healing Retreats. Namaste. to this fall series of Healing Conversations in 2012. I'm Loren Gailey. I'm so happy you could join us. This season, we've got a lot of great information to share with you that will expand your consciousness and open your heart. All of the 24-plus speakers that are gathering for this season are quite impressive, as you'll learn. You can help spread this new paradigm information around the world by inviting your friends and loved ones to listen in. This is a fascinating fall season of 2012, the final countdown to December 21st, 2012. We're so happy you can join us, and we welcome your feedback and comments on every show. This is show number five of the fall series of Healing Conversations. And today, we're going to Mount Shasta to talk with Andre Morgana, who full-body channels the Native American leader, Hiawatha of the Iroquois Confederacy. This is a story of ancient wisdom telling us to go within to find our center. Please welcome Andre Morgana. Thank you for joining us, Andre. Thank you, too. You're with the Hiawatha Institute, and that is the story of Hiawatha, a great being who played a role in the Iroquois Confederacy, which actually led to the establishment of the Constitution of the U.S. Tell us how you started to meet Hiawatha. Actually, when I came to know Hiawatha, I had only heard about him as something that were taught in grammar school. And I grew up in California, so I was even taught less than what people on the East Coast hear. But Hiawatha um, was an Iroquois chief, and he existed at a time where his people were literally killing one another, and even to the extent that it was considered an honor to do so. And so they were all at war. And he, as a chief, wanted to bring peace, but his people didn't hear the message or appreciate it. 
and there was born among them another soul that they call the peacemaker who was born of a virgin birth and knew his mission right from the beginning and lived with his mother and grandmother in the forest and when he when his time had come he built a, a stone canoe and traveled across the water to start his message of peace and he and Hiawatha met and because the peacemaker had a stutter he chose Hiawatha to be a spokesperson so the two of them walked through the land that they were part of with all the different tribes and brought all the people together and created a governing structure. And as I understand it, it's the first written uh, record of democracy on our land. And it's true that, you know, uh, hundreds of years later when the um, people came from England and established the U.S. Constitution, they didn't want to pattern it after what they had left in Europe but they had interfaced with the Iroquois on the East Coast and um, knew them well and, and respected them and used some of the principles from the Iroquois Confederacy in the development of the U.S. Constitution, things like um, balance of power, um, uh, separation of you know, uh, uh, women, I mean, uh, uh, majority votes and, and things like that. So, um, but that kind of knowledge, this later part of understanding of their influence on the U.S. Constitution, has really only kind of come forth um, on a main uh, scale uh, with our generation uh, up until this time, especially when we were taught about um, the Iroquois people uh, as young people, you know, 40, 50 years ago. This aspect was not taught, and now it's just coming to the forefront, and, and the Iroquois people are being be starting to be respected for, you know, what they have provided in this country. Yes, the story is amazing, and that is the synchronicity of how you and I met is centered around Hiawatha. I want to share this story real quick because it's a beautiful story. You were speaking of the peacemaker and how you didn't really know of Hiawatha when you came to integrate with him and merge with him, and we'll talk about that and have you do that in a moment, but I want to share more of that story about the peacemaker and lead listeners to a book as well, if they're interested. It is by Ken Carey, who wrote the Starseed Transmission, Transmissions, and he's got another book called Return of the Bird Tribes, and he reveals this story of the peacemaker who traveled across the stone canoe, born of a virgin birth, and he had such a positive influence on Hiawatha that Hiawatha opened his heart, and they went into the woods, and who was the other creature that they met that was the monster being who was just treated poorly yes. because he was deformed? Totodaho. Yes. Here, by connecting with Source and remembering who they are as beings, that changed the warring factions with the other tribes, and it brought them back to their mission and ways that they can hold peace here on Earth. So it's a beautiful story, and it's really amazing that you and I met just after I had learned of Hiawatha. So tell us the course of events that led you up to working with this energy or this being. 
it's definitely um, uh, 360 degrees away from the story as people know about Hiawatha. Yeah. I've been a spiritual teacher for about 45 years now and was a um, started out um, in the 60s as a teacher of the Transcendental Meditation Program and was part of that organization for 20 years, uh, teaching people about consciousness, about their self, and about enlightenment. And then after that, I went down to Brazil and started to learn their spiritual traditions, which are completely, uh, it's a different phase of how to uh, connect with the spiritual. Uh, they use drumming and, and song, and um, they teach people how to actually see into the spirit realms that exist within the universe. And more than that, how to develop relationships with spirit beings and how to become a medium so that those spirit beings can work through them and offer their come back to earth and offer their services. So I did all of that, and the first night I went to Brazil, um, it was at a forest academy out of Sao Paulo. And what um, occurred was for the first night I kept seeing uh, uh, an Indian uh, all night long, and I assumed that it was going to be a Brazilian Indian, um, that it was a Brazilian Indian because I was in Brazil learning their traditions. And it was only when I came back to the United States, I, at that time I lived in uh, Marin County in uh, Tiburon. And uh, about a month after I came back, and I had a sense while I was down there that that was, the being, that was going to be the main spirit guide that I was going to be working with. And when I, uh, after about a month or two after I had returned to the States, I felt compelled to go to the local library and look for books on uh, Native Americans. And um, I remember the experience of going into the library, looking at the books they had, which weren't that many, and not feeling drawn to any of them, and just going over to the children's reading section. And my hand just kind of went out to three books, and I grabbed them and uh, checked them out and came home and opened up the first book. And um, I just had this gas feeling in my uh, heart that, oh my gosh, that's the one that uh, I saw in Brazil, that's the one I'm going to be working with, and it was uh, Hiawatha. And at that time, um, I didn't really have much knowledge, so I spent a lot of time on the Internet just researching it, and, and then that's when I became aware of their influence on the U.S. Constitution with the Iroquois Confederacy. But it was also a moment where I felt like this is just too big for me. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to take on that responsibility. Mm. But over the years, I began to see the wisdom of the work that he presents through me as the medium, uh, which is not really uh, of this earth. It's more the knowledge of helping people connect to their own soul and to see more of what exists out in the universe and beyond. And um, I've grown to really respect the knowledge that he's bringing forward, uh, and it's literally 100 years ahead of our time. Um, very few people in the country are kind of walking this particular spiritual path. And um, I think it's, uh, for me, I find it very exciting. I, I had a point in my life where I wanted no longer to be taught by people on the earth. I wanted to know more. I wanted to... Um, connect with the spirit guides. That was my motivation for going down to Brazil and, and pursuing that. The Brazilian tradition, they work very slowly. It's not something that just sort of happens overnight. That's why um, I went down there every year for 12 years mm. and was there, you know, as long as, you know, 
two or three months at a time, and you involve yourself in their process, they, inter uh, interestingly enough, have a knowledge uh, from traditions that originally came over from Africa. And those traditions, um, which came originally to Bahia, were um, people within their tradition that had the ability to look into the universe and had a refined enough perception that they could see that the universe was made up of different energetic forces. The universe itself, separate from beings and all of the components that exist within the universe. And they were able to categorize over 2,000 different energetic formations. And today, within that tradition, they work primarily with about 16 of these energetic formations of the universe. And they say that um, each person, when they are born, bring, bring with them one of these energetic forces as part of their protection. And so what they do is, in that tradition is they teach you how to realign to that uh, quality of that force that exists within you so that you can bring balance uh, to your life. And so the teaching of being a medium in their tradition was also to learn about these forces that they call the Orishas. And when they teach you to work with these spirit beings, they teach you first to work with the forces of those spirit beings. So that's their way of um, elevating you to a higher plane beyond the earth so that you connect with those spirit beings at a, at a higher quality um, outside uh, where they exist. And so uh, Hiawatha, um, the force that he carries with him is called Shango, which is a, it's a particular force of fire. So that was my first introduction on my first couple of visits. And that force um, is not my own force and was very, very powerful. And so I had to learn how to work with it because it was more powerful than I was. And um, it was, you know, three or four different visits before I began to, you know, started out where I felt a presence around me, and it was almost like he was using me as a puppet and, and moving my arms and uh, things like that. And so there was an integration process. It wasn't like all of a sudden I became a medium in one, one visit, but they just they do it in a very slow and integrated process. And um, I have a lot of respect for um, that depth of knowledge that they have and, and the, their alignment to protect it and, and teach it in a correct way like that. But over those years, um, you know, and then they, uh, and so they call them sort of, the, in our language, language it would be like different levels of initiation. And so I went through that whole process, and, and then over a period of time, um, you know, I began to know when to sort of step outside the body and, and let Hiawatha come in, and then, uh, then the process began to work at that level. So he actually comes back to Earth and uses my body, they call it incorporation. He incorporates. And because I had all of those years as a, a, a meditation teacher, for me, my identity already was with consciousness that is, you know, more expanded than my body. So for me, it was easy to step aside because I just went back to where I am and then, you know, let him come forward. And that's the process the, um, of, of the, the, you know, that I went through to become a medium for him. For the entire conversation, visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Radio Show and register for the 24-show series of Healing Conversations. I now leave you with music from the universe. 
literally created by the universe as musical composer Phil Windsor assigned musical notes to mathematical equations and the result is this beautiful music. Visit AcousticHealth.com
Healing Conversations are brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. The guests and topics discussed on the show will uplift, inspire, and empower you to co-create a beautiful life and a new earth. These healing conversations help you discover and step into your power, your passion, and your purpose. The speakers in this series are new paradigm thinkers, healers, and spiritual teachers with ancient wisdom and cosmic knowledge to share during this great shift of the ages and beyond. MP3s and transcripts are available for the entire series, along with a season event pass to online healing retreats. Visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Radio Show. Many blessings and abundance for all.